This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show. Our daily show at 8am every single morning. Make it part of your daily routine. Wake up, listen to the show with your breakfast and then get ahead for the day. All in the knowledge that you know all about Arsenal's latest transfer information. We'll be doing this every single day. And this is episode 14. So I think it's Drizzy in the chat. Owes me an apology. Didn't think I'd get through two weeks. But we are here, as we have been, every single day at 8am. And we're going to continue as far as feasibly possible all the way through the rest of the season and, of course, into the transfer window. So make sure you're hitting that subscribe button to get all the latest Arsenal info and like the video to show your support as well. I hope you are well. Good morning, everybody who is joining us live in the chat box today. We'll be getting plenty of your thoughts and comments as we go through the day's news and kicking off with a story that I know plenty of people enjoyed talking about yesterday. Uh, and that is, of course, Willian, um, who was confirmed-ish by Fabrizio Romano yesterday that the intention is is that he will be going uh, this summer, is that he's not going to be staying at the club. I won't spend too long on this story because, of course, we did an entire dedicated show to this yesterday. So if you would like to see one of kind of like a whole reaction and a breakdown of what this might mean for Arsenal's summer transfer window, then make sure you check out the video that we've got a little bit uh, already, uh, sorry, up on the channel, which came out yesterday. So you can check that one out. For sure. Um, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Good morning, Omar. Good morning, Jeff. Good to have you in here, boys. Uh, good morning, Tony, Tim. Seeing lots of people in here today. Afternoon from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, says uh, Pippo. Good to have you in here, mate. Akshat says, hey, Tom. Hope you're well. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Philip. Jasha, plenty of guys. Sorry, I can't get through everyone's comments. We'll try and get as more as we feasibly can. Good morning, guys. Um, but Willian departing is certainly uh, one that I think a lot of um, people are very obviously happy with right now. And for good reason. He is, I mean, he's contributed as many goals all season as Alisson. 
has, uh, which when you think about how much we're paying him and what position he's playing in, that makes a little bit of ludicrousy uh, very real. Uh, and by the way, I have to say, I did very much enjoy uh, Alisson's goal yesterday. And I know as a Liverpool player, you usually wouldn't want to. But for me, seeing that happen after the year that Alisson has had, uh, losing his father, of course, and the fact that it pushes Liverpool to maybe knocking Chelsea out of the top four, we can't do it. So I'd much rather Liverpool manage to knock out Chelsea because that would just be after spending 200 million quid. Imagine if Chelsea lose both of their cup finals and get knocked out of the top four. Oh, the hilarity. It would be absolutely brilliant. So uh, I look forward to hopefully watching Chelsea mess it up against Leicester City tomorrow. Fingers crossed that that is what was going to happen. And then City smash them in the final. Uh, and oh, did they lose the Champions League final yesterday too? It was great seeing Barcelona actually absolutely smash Chelsea women's team too. So lots of bad news for Chelsea. And of course, linking straight in with the former Chelsea man, Willian, leaving Arsenal. Fantastic stuff all around from an Arsenal perspective. Let's move on to our next story, which is going to bring back a little bit of nostalgia for people. And that is Aaron Ramsey. Now, you may have seen a story creeping around your social media channels over the last 48 hours or so relating to the Welsh international and former Arsenal midfielder, of course. And the fact of the matter is, is that supposedly the now 29-year-old slash 30, I mean, I'm going to double check his age, because I do forget how old he actually is. He's 30. He turns 31 in December. Um, wants a move back to the Premier League, supposedly, and is, in quote marks, desperate to join Arsenal. Now, for me, it's a solid no. I am very much of akin to saying with this deal, it doesn't suit Arsenal in any way, shape or form. His wages are extortionate. He's still under contract. It would cost us money. It's going into a position that I think that we've got not only players coming through, but we need to strengthen with other players like the likes of Basuma and others that we've talked about. It just doesn't mean. And I outright refuse, unless this goes down, and I've just seen a person comment in the chat, ads or team. Um, I outright refute. I'm not doing a tactical breakdown on Aaron Ramsey unless it looks like it is so nailed on that this has any legitimacy to it. I'm not wasting the energy. It's pointless. I had to cover it today because it's come up and I knew if I didn't, people would be asking questions. But just, just no. And I can see in the chat box plenty of people uh, are saying that. Now, would it bother you seeing Ramsey at somewhere like Everton or Man United or Spurs? Would it really bother you? If, I think if he went to Spurs, it would really bother I I really like Aaron Ramsey. Don't get me wrong. I love the guy. I love what he did for the club. Um, I, I consider him a bit of kind of a modern era uh, legend at Arsenal for winning us two FA Cups. People don't look at it that way because it's very, people feel the word legend is thrown around a lot. But there are players in Arsenal's history that won us just the one FA Cup and nothing else. And they looked upon as, as legends at the club. And I think that if you're being 100% honest, you look at him as certainly someone that contributed a hell of a lot during his time at Arsenal and two winning goals in FA Cup finals is massive. I know that in the modern era, it's not really thought about as much, but I really do appreciate what Aaron Ramsey gave to the club and I love him for it, but I wouldn't take him back. I think the time has, has passed, it's moved on. Um, and it's it's just time that we we just moved on from that, really. Uh, Laszlo says, as much as I love Ramsey, I think we have to move on. No sleeps as if we are interested in Ramsey, we might as well keep Willock. And this is a really good point, is that you've got Willock, who's a goal-scoring midfielder doing really well at Newcastle. 
Why would you want to just spend money and, and lots of wages on bringing in Aaron Ramsey when you've got Joe Willock at the club? It makes no sense to do that whatsoever. Roger says, tell Ramsey that retirement home is down the road. Uh, Shimamo says, uh, no, all love for Ramsey, but no. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Please educate me and I will try my best next time. Uh, Philip says, Willian going, yes, please, Ramsey, no. Bertrand, yes, we will get on to that in just a little bit. Uh, Pradvi says, despite, uh, despite Ramsey, we can go for young and... Uh, better options 100 uh, percent paul says no uh at the wages that he's on and willock should be given a chance uh, carl was very very much straight down the line saying no don't do it even then it doesn't matter uh ramsey says uh, sorry not ramsey but social says ramsey no way jose uh, and there's lots more people saying in the chat box that they don't think um he should be coming into the squad, which is completely fair enough. Tim Jello, Reckon City driver of Oxlade Chamberlain back, which is very interesting. Now, before we get on to our main story, which is on Ryan Burchard, I did see a very amusing story that came out of Football London. I don't know if you've seen this. I think it only came out this morning. Um, where they where they used football manager to predict Arsenal's transfer window. And I thought this was a very funny story. Yes, you can tell it's a bit of a slow news day, but we will get onto our Ryan Bertrand story in a little bit. But I just wanted to go through this because it's quite funny. So I have gone through the players that Football Manager predicts that Arsenal are going to sign. So it kicks off, and this is where you see how these games are very unrealistic. It kicks off with Marco Asensio, of all people, which obviously, for those that are long-time listeners of TGT, and, and obviously have been watching me for a fair few years, know that I very much am an admirer of Marco Asensio, uh, and I've got a shirt from Espanyol when he was uh, on loan there from Real Madrid a fair few years ago now um, from tracking his career. I've written about the guy. So seeing him come up on the screen, I was like, no, I have to talk about this because it's just, it's too funny to not talk about it. So they think we're going to go for Marco Asensio um, for a, a ridiculous fee as well. He's costing us 35 million quid, uh, which I just think, I don't think they'd even sell for that much. I think they need more. Uh, Wilfred Zaha is the next one who we can get supposedly for 24 million pounds, <laughs> which is just shows you how ridiculous these games are. Next is actually one I'm very keen on is Eberé Eze, um, who's £21 million. That might be more realistic. I still think they want upwards of £30 million, to be honest, to, to take him out of Crystal Palace after a single season still. He's been absolutely unreal. Next is Nicolas Sula from Bayern Munich as a centre-back option for £13.75 million, which I also think is, is a load of rubbish. Uh, finally, our right-back option, they reckon, is going to be Ruben Aguilar from Monaco. Uh, and you're going to have to spend about £17.5 million to get him in from Monaco. He's done very well to be there, to be honest, but he is on kind of the more, not going to say senior side, but he's a much more experienced latter end of 20s player than maybe you'd want to see us buy in that position. Uh, a really strange one is Manuel Akanji from Borussia Dortmund. Uh, apparently, we would get him for £13.5 million. Another, again, strange choice, but our backup left-back option, we're going to spend £11 million on Ricardo Rodriguez from Torino. We were linked to him when he was at Wolfsburg and AC Milan for a little bit as well. Uh, and then one that I don't know anything about, uh, Diego Queros from Familia Cal. He joined them from Porto this summer, who is a, a centre-back, a young guy. 
Um, and so Familicao are an interesting side in Portugal. If you haven't looked into the Portuguese league, Familicao are very interesting to go and try and, and have a look at what they're doing. Um, they did very well last season. I'm not sure how well they're getting on this season, but last season specifically, they did amazingly since getting promoted from the second tier. Uh, and then a really couple of weird ones. Um, we've got uh, Guido Pizarro from Tigres, who's a 31-year-old midfielder, I assume, is coming in for depth on a free transfer. And then Jastin, the Norwegian goalkeeper from Hertha Berlin, is going to come up as our backup for next season and in total all of those players apparently are going to cost Arsenal 144 million pounds which is just the most ridiculous thing oh dearie me <laughs> it's I mean it just goes to show doesn't it that these computer games know absolutely nothing about this now it wouldn't be I, I had to include who they think we're going to sell as well so let's do the sales uh El Nenny uh, El Nenny is going to be leaving Arsenal permanently for a fee of 7.25 million to Olympiacos, which I could actually weirdly see happening. I don't think they'd spend 7.25 mil on him, but I could weirdly see El Nenny going to Olympiacos and joining up with Socrates. Um, the next one is Cedric, who is going to be leaving for 8.2 million pounds. <laughs> don't, don't, don't quote me. Um, to, to Wolves uh, on a permanent deal. I mean, they, they, they fed up with Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Apparently, they want Cedric now for a very much cheaper fee. He is Portuguese, so maybe that is what the system's taking into account. Is hmm, who's a Portuguese player? Semedo's been rubbish for us, so we're going to go and go and get Cedric from Arsenal. Uh, Callum Chambers, now this is a funny one. He's going to go after PSV for two million. He does only have a year left on his deal, um, but <laughs> that's a very strange one. Uh, you'll be happy to know that this man is still leaving, but not permanently. He's also going to Wolves, but on a loan deal for the season. Constantinos Mavrobanos is joining Porto on loan, uh, and these are all loans from here on out. Pablo Marie is a very strange one too. He's going to join Hatafe on loan. Uh, which does make some sense if he wasn't kind of liked at Arsenal, but he is, and he's going to be here next season. And uh, for those of you going, ha-ha, even football managers doesn't want to get rid of Genduzi. Well, you're wrong, because they want to see him go to Ajax on a season-long loan. So if you wanted your crazy for the day, football manager certainly knows how to give you a little bit of crazy in your life. So there you go. And apparently, we're going to make from these a whole 21 million quid. So they think net spend, which is one of Arsenal's favourite terms, of course, um, Arsenal are going to spend net spend £123 million this summer, um, which I think is absolutely crazy. Um, so there you go. I really in am interested to see what you guys think in the chat box of what Football Manager is predicting. Uh, Carl says, I have a Asensio Madrid, uh, Real Madrid shirt from when I watched them in the Champions League with my son. That's awesome, mate. Join the Asensio shirt club. Um, Ansgar says, don't know if that's unrealistic. I don't even want him and he probably doesn't want to come, but it could happen. Um, obviously, I'm talking about the likes of Eze and Zaha and Sula uh, and these types of players as well. Uh, Eze for 30 million, absolutely yes, says JD. Sai says Sulu would be a slightly quicker Mertazaka. And I mean, slightly quicker Mertazaka is effectively Mertazaka with what roller skates on, maybe? <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. Anyway, let's move on to our main story of the day, which is obviously getting back into the realms of reality. Um, and that is Ryan Bertrand, the Southampton left back. Uh, reportedly, according to our good friend, I haven't got my. Uh, my, my app to ring the bell but uh, according to the AFC Bell and a number of sources as well 
Uh, he is going to be joining Arsenal this summer as talks were between Arsenal and the players' representatives have really kind of intensified, is the word that was used, over the last 48 hours. He is now in very much close talks with Arsenal. He's, Arsenal are not the only team interested. The likes of Monaco and AC Milan are also interested. I'm sure there are other Premier League sides that are keen on bringing in the 30, 31-year-old uh, left-back. It has caused a hell of a lot um, it's caused a hell of a lot of uh, controversy and discussion on social platforms across yesterday afternoon and into uh, and into today. My personal feeling on on Bertrand is I think that it's it's a fine deal to be done as long as it's no more than a two year contract. Um, some people turn around and say that it's we're making the same mistake. We're not um, we're we're not kind of what's the words. We're not changing the culture, some people said. We're making the same mistakes by signing these players of a certain age. I would agree if and only if we were talking about starters in the team. If we were talking about bringing in players that are going to be starting week in, week, in, week out. Bertrand's not going to be doing that. He's giving us cover for Kieran Tierney. So not bringing cover for Kieran Tierney and to rely again on the likes of Cedric or Lopez from our youth system, I don't think is yet ready just for me, doesn't make too much sense. The other end of the spectrum is to go, we should go for a younger option. We should look for a 20-year-old or a, a still a teenager. But even then, I'm not sure if there is enough out there right now for me to genuinely look at and go, one, are they realistic? Like, trust me, I'd love a Vindal from RZ Alkmaar, but I don't think he's going to want to come knowing that he's not going to be the starting left-back. He wants to get into the Dutch national side, things like that. It's, it's just for me, it doesn't make any sense. Whereas Bertrand, who has done a very decent job at Southampton for a while, um, is, is just going to be coming in for a couple of years as backup, as a natural option. He's offensive. It gives us what we need. And to be honest, I'm going to be able to tell you a lot more about him a little bit later on today because we are going to be doing a tactical breakdown on Ryan Bertrand a little bit later on this afternoon. So make sure you are subscribed to the channel. I've got some really good expert insight for you guys. If you are fans of the TIFO football channel, um, then you will definitely want to tune in for our expert insight a little bit later on this afternoon. I'm really interested to see what you guys are saying in the chat. If you can obviously elaborate on your uh, decisions on why you think that is the case jd says uh with tierney's injury record the supposed backup left back might have to play around 50 percent of our games um which i think i think that's maybe an overestimate maybe more 30 percent. but if he gets a serious injury you never know um so shouldn't we get someone better than bertrand well we'll see how bertrand stacks up to uh some of the other um, options that we've been linked to in our tactical breakdown a little bit later on. Uh, Guna Luke says, what spots in the table would secure conference? It's seventh place, mate, is where you would need to go to. Actually, Twitter is way overreacting to these links. It would be a decent signing, uh, he says. Um, Matt G says, I'd sign him up. He's a good backup option for us. Mitchell says, Bertram would probably be the best backup option in the Premier League, which is not a bad shout whatsoever. I think the Man United have got a couple of decent players in Luke Shaw and Alex Tellez and Brandon Williams as well. Uh, Micah reckons, though, that it's a terrible signing. I'd love if you could elaborate on that, and he does. Let me just see this extra comment, because I did see you comment twice. Uh, Micah says, Southampton don't even want him as a lap, uh, don't even want him as a left back. I mean, Micah, that's incorrect because they've actually been trying to sign him up to a new deal and he has uh, recently come out and said that he wants to leave and uh, they couldn't agree a deal with him, but they wanted to keep him. So it is different to the Cedric situation. I have that on very good authority as well from um, from Nazair from Goal.com, um, who Vinny thankfully introduced me to. And uh, yeah, 
very good authority that they they were trying to get him. Um, but uh, he's decided to move on from the uh, from the club. Uh, Manuel says personally, and this is very rude. I don't want pensioners uh, pe- pensioners <laughs> pensioners uh, at the club. We should learn from our past mistakes. Uh, big club rid themselves of older players, not add them. Uh, Emmanuel, if that was the case, you wouldn't have seen the likes of Edison and Cavani have such an amazing season at Manchester United. Previously to that, they've gone out and signed players that are of an older persuasion on short-term deals that have got good stuff done. You look at Chelsea with the likes of Gonzalo Higuain who came in. You look at Thiago Silva this season. He's helped them to a Champions League final. So I don't agree with you, Emmanuel. Big clubs do still sign experienced players at the end of their careers, especially as either rotation options or is the possibility of bringing in someone that can just provide a good, decent cover and experience into the dressing room. Arsenal are losing a lot of experience possibly this summer. We're losing Bellerin, who I'm happy to see go, but he is still one of our more experienced players at the club. David Luiz is obviously going as well. Granite Xhaka could also go too. There are a lot of experienced heads that are going to be moving on. We've already lost the likes of Socrates. Um, Mesut Urza was obviously a, a previously experienced player. It is important to get some players that have been around the block a fair few times uh, into the club to give you that experience and that mentality into the team. Um, And I don't subscribe to the idea that big clubs don't go out and add these types of players whatsoever. It's just about, for me, making sure that you don't add those types of players into key starting positions and that you're not spending a lot of money on those players. Willian is a perfect example whilst he was free, cost us a ridiculous amount of wages, a big signing on fee, and he started a lot of games which then blocked the path of Pepe playing more consistently no matter what you think of the Ivorian. He is a player that needs to be playing week in, week out for me to really see the best from him. And the and the Willian signing was someone that kind of um, really got in the way of that and I think really has affected uh, the, the, the kind of the progression of Pepe. So I don't think it is certainly someone that you would look at and go, this is the wrong type of signing or it's going against the culture of the club because it is someone that's going to be providing us cover in a key position. And also, as Ansgar points out, he is a homegrown option. It's not like us going out and signing a Cedric or a Willian or a Louise. Bertram provides us with that um, that backup option um, who is also homegrown. So that is really important as well. Um, Tebow says Lewandowski and Alaba will move on. Well, Alaba's already signed for Real Madrid, mate. Um, so that one's gone. Lewandowski is also uh, supposedly a very close, or not very close, but there are discussions about a PSG move. And I don't think you're going to see them without Champions League football. They're not going to want to end their club, uh, end their careers at a club that don't have that, especially at that top level at this stage in their careers. So I think you're living on another planet, mate to be honest. Uh, DP97 says, I feel like Bertrand will be a big character in the dressing room. He's a Champions League winner, etc. I think he's good signing, a homegrown. And he's a London boy as well. He's n- he's not a London boy. He actually grew up, uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I will check this, but he came through at Gillingham, which is a club that's very close to me. Um, and so I know that he came through there and that's where Chelsea got him from. But he was born... Uh, he was born in Southwark, um, so there you go. Uh, he was born in, in part of London, but he moved down to uh, Gillingham between 1998 and 2005, so he was there for a very long time before he then moved to Chelsea's academy. So he was born there, um, but he did move to uh, down to where I live uh, in in, uh, in Medway in Kent for for quite a while of his part of his career. So uh, he did certainly develop quite a lot down here, which doesn't go, you know, 
he turned out to be a good player in a Champions League winner. So you can't uh, you can't complain about that whatsoever. Um, here we go. Jibril says, any news on Sanderberg? There's been nothing, no movement on this one, I'm afraid. Uh, so far, we've seen nothing regarding talks about a clarification on the transfer fee. I think this is one that will likely move at the end of the season once Sheffield United are fully relegated. We've got a couple of games left, of course, to play. And then you'll start seeing the movement of players go a lot more than we're currently seeing. Peter Renner says, Arsenal need to sign a good left, uh, a good backup for left-back. Bertrand could provide that good backup. We don't want the same situation we had with Bellerin where we rush him back due to having no good backup whatsoever. Tebow says, Tom, would you go for someone like Boateng? I'm not sure that I would. I just think that he's a different situation to Thiago Silva where his kind of last couple of seasons have really been thwart with a lot of mistakes and a lot of problems at Bayern. Um, despite Bayern being so dominant, he has been a little bit of a worry in that back line. So I don't think that I would go for Boateng. Um, but I think someone like Thiago Silva has shown that if you're going for that top-level player, um, that they can make a really big difference towards the end. Um, so Hill says, Tom, thoughts on the Bell reporting that the Kroenke is going to spend? I mean, the Bell did also point out that we've been told these promises time and time and time again. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. I have hope. I'm always optimistic. You know that from watching these shows. I hope that it is the case that we see investment this summer, that we see Arteta get backed and that we see us getting some really quality players to improve the squad ahead of the season and also get them in early, get them done quickly. Supposedly, Arsenal want to get two or three of these done before the Euros start, which would be amazing and really kind of a big boost to the fan base going ahead and not having to necessarily worry about things too much. So hopefully we can get that done. I do imagine that some deals will wait until the end of the window, not down to Arsenal's ineptitude in any way, um, although that is certainly a possibility. But some deals only become available certain months down the line because of dominoes needing to fall and people moving from other clubs. So whilst I want to see some really big deals get done early, it is important to remember that some deals only become available later on. That is not the case with the likes of Thomas Partey, who had obviously a release clause that we could have paid much earlier. That was a big, big, uh, a big, big mistake on the club's behalf to not get that done quicker um, and also not to annoy Atletico Madrid, which we certainly did. Um, but with this one, I think it's going to be a case where we try and get stuff done early and then maybe we'll see if there's any other deals to be done later on down the window. Um, so there you go. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I really appreciate uh, everyone that's tuned in as always. I really hope you start making this your regularity 8am routine. Tune in every single day to give yourselves that information. We'll be back about 5pm this afternoon to give you guys the tactical breakdown on Ryan Bertrand. You'll be able to get all the information that you want about his statistics, about how he compares to both Arsenal players and to a couple of others that we've been linked to, as well as some expert insight from the guys over at TFA who I know that a lot of you are very uh, very big fans of as well. So I'm looking forward to giving you guys that content this afternoon. Going to hit the shift now and get to work, as I'm sure plenty of you guys are. You're going to be going to school, so good luck. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Get through it. I know it's the worst day of the week, but we can do this. And then we've got Arsenal to worry about in midweek as well. See you this afternoon. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys, as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip-in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.